Well, today we're going to continue our new series, which we began last week, called Gateway Next Steps. This is much more than a series, but it's going to be a clear discipleship pathway. It's going to be a clear path to show you how you can grow spiritually, what your next step is in your journey, in knowing God and knowing him greater in your life. And I believe that we'll see incredible growth through this as a church, and I believe that you will grow spiritually through this as well. And so today we're going to look at the first step on the gateway next steps. And that first step is exploring Christianity. We're going to be reading today from Luke chapter 19 and verse 1 to 5. This is what it says. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore fig tree beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way. Last week, I was in food bank in our church on Friday and after I left, I needed to go over to the local supermarket just across the road and I needed to pick up a few things. I was in a bit of a rush because I needed to get back. So I went in, I put on my mask and I could see that it wasn't busy in the shop. I was glad of this. I thought I can get in, I can get out and I can carry on with my day. I picked up everything that I needed and then I headed for the checkout. Now, if you've been in this shop, which is opposite our church, you'll know that there are two aisles in this shop that just in front of the tills. And on that day, because it was quiet, there was only one person on the tills. Now, I had decided to queue up on the right hand aisle. The person, the till opposite me was closed. It was on the left hand side. But, you know, people know in that shop in this area that, you know, if somebody's waiting in the uh, aisle next to you before you, then obviously you let them go first. Everybody knows how to queue. So I was queuing in the right hand island and the people, there was only a few people in that queue and I was waiting my turn and the people could see that I had been waiting there. They knew that I was there before them. This person saw that I was there before them. However, when the person in front of me left, once they'd finished paying and, and walked out the shop, I was going to go up to the till. I was getting ready. I started walking and all of a sudden this person cut me up. They went in front of me in the queue. They knew I was there. They could see me there. They knew that I was next in that queue. But they, de they decided to cut me up and go in front of me instead. And to make matters worse, they didn't even apologize. They didn't even acknowledge me beforehand. Now, to say that I wasn't frustrated would be a lie. I was quite annoyed. I was quite frustrated inside. And, you know, I have repented since. I have said sorry since. But I did feel quite frustrated. I wonder, has that ever happened to you? Maybe at a supermarket. Maybe it's in the queue in McDonald's drive through or maybe it's in a theme park when you were queuing up to go on a ride. It's so annoying, isn't it? It's so annoying when you've been waiting there for your turn and somebody cuts you up. It's not fair. You know, we waited our turn, we returned, we paid our dues, but now someone wants to take the spot in front of us. It's like, no, it's not happening. And fortunately, I had a mask on and I didn't react. I don't react anyway, but I didn't react on that occasion. But I felt so, so frustrated. Why do we feel like that? Why do we get like that? You know, I believe the reason we get like that is because whether we can admit it or not, we want people to get what they deserve. You know, you do this, so you get that. You didn't do this, so you don't get that. That's how society works. That's how our world works. You know, we aren't so justice-minded when it comes to other people. 
When it comes to ourselves and when we've messed up or we do something wrong and we need forgiveness, then we're quick to welcome that forgiveness and mercy. We love receiving mercy. But when it comes to others, we want to make sure that justice prevails. And you know, this can be frustrating and it's a bad thing. And you know, it's even worse when this begins to creep into our faith and our theology and our walk with the Lord. You might say, why is that? Well, it's bad and it's dangerous because the grace of God isn't fair. You know, the gospel isn't fair. Well, at least not in the way that we would define fairness or this world would define it. And you know, we just have to look at this story of Zacchaeus here in Luke chapter 19 to see that. We see the Zacchaeus, he was a chief tax collector. He wasn't a good guy. The Bible says that this guy, he was a thief, he was a crook, he was a, an extortionist of all his own people. I'm not saying that all tax collectors like that, but back in Jesus' time, these people were crooks. And this guy, Zacchaeus, was no different. You know, to the public, he was the least deserving people to meet with the Son of God. He was the least person, deserving person to get Jesus' attention. But yet we read in Luke chapter 19 that Jesus was going through Jericho where obviously Zacchaeus lived. Zacchaeus heard about it and Zacchaeus was determined to see Jesus. Now we're not sure why he was determined to see Jesus. The Bible doesn't say why. But I'm sure Zacchaeus would have heard stories about Jesus. How Jesus claimed to be the Son of God. How Jesus was performing miracles. I'm sure Zacchaeus heard all these stories and maybe Zacchaeus had some need. Maybe there was some longing in his life or maybe he had some questions and he wanted to go and see Jesus. Maybe to get just a bit of peace within his life. You know, as I thought about that this week and as I was writing this message, I began to think about all the people in our lives and around us who secretly desire to know Jesus, but yet won't let on that they do. You know, sometimes we can be quick to judge somebody's readiness to see Jesus. And we can be completely and utterly wrong. You know, there are a lot of people within our lives that deeply desire to know God. You know, the reason for that is because the Bible says in Ecclesiastes that God has placed eternity in the hearts of every man. There is a longing, there is a gap, there is a void within all of our lives, which God can only fill in. You know, we see here that, you know, we can be quick to judge people. We might think, oh, they don't act like us. They don't behave like Christians. They don't seem like people who want to know Jesus. But yet, secretly, deep down, they are desperate to know God. You know, their attitude and their actions, it might be far away from God. But deep inside, they would do anything to see Jesus. And that's exactly how Zacchaeus felt. He wanted to see Jesus. However, there was a problem. Luke 19 verse 3 says this, he tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. He wanted to see him, but he couldn't see because of this height restriction. He couldn't see over the crowd. You know, sometimes I believe that as Christians and as the church, we can sometimes be like that crowd. We can prevent other Zacchaeuses from seeing Jesus. You know, these people might feel spiritually short. They might feel spiritually inferior. They feel hopeless. And you know, sometimes because we as a church, we get the impression that people don't act like us or behave like us, that they only get to see Jesus because they deserve it. We stop people sometimes as a church from, people, from them encountering Jesus because they don't behave or look like us or talk like us. You know, they don't deserve it. Maybe that's what we think sometimes. But you know, the truth is, as we read through the Bible, as we read through the gospel, the good news of our God, 
The truth is, is that none of us deserve Jesus. None of us. You don't deserve Jesus. I don't deserve Jesus. None of us deserve Jesus. Why? Because it says this in Romans 3 verse 23. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Sin cuts us off from God. God is holy. God is perfect. And sin is anything that takes the place of God within our lives. That cuts us off from God. It's the way that we do things. It's our rebellious nature. It's that evil nature within us that decides, God, we don't want you. We're going to do things our own way. You know, we've all sinned. We've all messed up. None of us deserve God or deserve Jesus. You know, I love what the Apostle Paul goes on to say. This is why the Bible is good news. This is why Christianity is good news. It says this in verse 24 to 26. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shed in his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead, including them, in what he was going to do in his present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness. For he himself is fair and just and makes sinners right in his sight. When they believe, none of us deserve Jesus, but Jesus made the way possible for us to know him. John three sixteen. for this is how God so loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. You know, the good news is, is that we are all saved. We can know Jesus. We can be saved. We can know salvation. We can know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, not because of what we have done but because of what Jesus has done. We've been saved by grace through faith, as it says in Ephesians. It's not a work of ourselves, but it is a gift from God. And it's for the whosoever, not just from church people or people who think that they're good and behave good. Jesus has come for all of humanity because we've all sinned and messed up. You know, we need as a church and as a people to get out of the way so that people can encounter Jesus. We need to stop blocking the way and thinking and saying that, you know, you only deserve to see Jesus if you come to church or if you behave like me and look like me. Jesus has come for the whosoever. He's come to seek and save the lost. So we read here, Zacchaeus, he was desperate to see Jesus, but the crowd was in the way. Then the Bible tells us that he does something interesting. The Bible says that Zacchaeus runs ahead. He tries to find a spot so he can get a glimpse of Jesus. Now, Bible commentators say that this wasn't something that a respectable, dignified, Middle Eastern man would do during his time and culture. A man in Jewish time wouldn't have been running around if they were dignified, if they had a bit of status and reputation. They wouldn't do this. Why? Because running was seen as a sign of desperation. But you know, we see here the Zacchaeus, not only did he run ahead to try and find a spot to see Jesus, But listen to the crazy thing that he does next. That Luke tells us what he does next. Luke 19 verse 4. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road. For Jesus was going to pass that way. Not only did Zacchaeus run. But we see here he climbs a tree to see Jesus. He left his money bags behind. He left his scrolls behind. He left any dignity on the ground. And he climbed the tree. He left his reputation and his status behind because he was desperate just to get a glimpse of Jesus. He had obviously come to the end of himself. 
He needed something. There was a longing and a desperation within his heart and life. He knew he had to come to Jesus. He knew he had to see Jesus. And we see here he was so desperate that he runs and climbs up a tree. But you know what's amazing here? Zacchaeus comes to the end of himself. He does all this. He makes all this effort to see Jesus. But you know this, it doesn't compare to all that Jesus was going to do for Zacchaeus. We see that Jesus actually came to die on a cross for Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus did whatever it took to have a look at Jesus, but Jesus did whatever it could take, he could do to save Zacchaeus. Jesus died on the cross for him and he'd done the same for you and me and for this world. You know, no matter what you've done, how much you've messed up, what your reputation or your status is, no matter what you've done to reach God, God has done far more. He did what you could never do to make yourself right with God. No matter how much you want God, know today that God wants you more. He gave his all for you. God the Father sent his one and only son to die on the cross, to die in your place and my place. He did nothing wrong, Jesus. He lived the perfect life, but he took our place so we could be saved. No matter how much we want God, God wants you more. Anything that we are willing to do for Jesus, he's already done for you. He's already gone and done for you. Maybe you're watching this today and there's a desire in your heart. You know you need God. You want to find out more about who God is and you're searching for God. Even the fact that you're searching for God and that desire is in your heart, that's already an indication to show that God has made a way for you to be reconciled and He wants you, He desires for you to know Him. Notice here, all that Zacchaeus done was run and climb up a tree. We see that Zacchaeus, he doesn't say anything to Jesus. He doesn't shout to Jesus. We see that Jesus doesn't give an altar call so that Zacchaeus could respond or Zacchaeus doesn't even promise change within his life. All he wants is to simply see Jesus. And you know, that was enough to stop God in his tracks. That was enough to stop Jesus in his tracks. He wanted to see Jesus, but Jesus stopped and Jesus saw him. Before he ran, before he climbed up that sycamore tree, before he was even created in his mother's womb, Jesus saw him. And Jesus sees you today. Before you were created, before you messed up, before you did everything wrong, Jesus sees you and he's stopping today and he's going to do something incredible in your life, which we see what he's going to do in Zacchaeus's life as well. You know, out of all the people in that crowd, all those people in that crowd, all the people Jesus could have called out, he calls out the least deserving, the worst of the worst. He calls out a sinner like Zacchaeus. And listen to what it says in verse 5 of Luke 19. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Jesus saw Zacchaeus and called him by name. They'd never met before in person, but Jesus knew about him. He had created him. He knew everything about Zacchaeus and he knows you by name as well today. That's what amazes me about our God. Our God is big and small at the same time. He's the God who's big enough to create the universe, to create this world, to create you and me. Yet he's small enough to want to be involved in each and every one of our lives, intimately in our lives. He wants us to know him as our friend, as our Lord, and as our saviour. God wants you to know today that you are known by him, that you are loved by him, and that he wants you in his life. He wants you to know him today, and God will do anything he can to make you 
to make this way possible for you to know him. And he done that through Jesus Christ. He knows what you've done. He knows how much you've messed up. He knows how least deserving you are, just like Zacchaeus. Yet he still made that way possible. Yes, he still loves you. You know, it says, I love what it says in Romans. It says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It wasn't when we were good or when we were perfect and when we got our lives together. While we were still sinners, Jesus died for us to save us from our sins, to break us free from the power of sin so that we might know his love, his life and his freedom within our lives. Regardless of what you've done or you haven't done, regardless of your past or your pedigree, know today that if you are desperate to see Jesus, if you want to know Jesus, he's made that way possible today. He's going to find you today. And we see here that Zacchaeus, he climbs up the sycamore tree and Jesus finds him up this tree. If Jesus can find Zacchaeus up that sycamore tree, he can find you wherever you are today. Maybe you're watching this today and you are in anger today. Maybe you're stuck in an addiction today. Maybe you're weak today. You've lost all strength. Maybe you're gripped by fear. Jesus can find you in that sycamore tree. He can find you in that tree of addiction, that tree of fear, that tree of hate, that tree of whatever it is, of pain, of sorrow. He can find you in that tree of mistakes. He can find you there because it's not about our good deeds or our good achievements, but it's about the grace and mercy that our God extends to us. And when we show that smallest inclination, that God, I need you, that's all it is. That's all it takes and God will come rushing towards you. He comes running towards you. As you can read in Luke 15, the story of the prodigal son. The father didn't turn away the son when he'd messed up and he came back home. But the father ran and embraced him and loved him and welcomed him home. And that's what he wants to do for you and for all of us today. It's about his grace and his mercy. Salvation is by God, for God and through God. He finds us, he calls us, he saves us and never lets us go. And we see the Zacchaeus, he gets his wish. He not only gets to see Jesus, but we see something incredible happens as well. Zacchaeus, it says in verse 6 of Luke 19, Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. Jesus came to his home and dined with him. He couldn't believe it. You know, I'm sure the crowd, it says that the crowd in verse 7, it says, but the people were displeased. He's going to be a guest of that notorious sinner. They grumbled. You know, I would have been like that as well. Of all the people, why him? Why call him? Why see him? He's the least deserving. Yet Jesus came for him and saved him. And we can be like that. You know, I would have been frustrated too, unless I was Zacchaeus. I know that's the whole point of this passage. The grace is most appreciated by those who need it most. When we realize how much we need forgiveness and we need Jesus, then we'll appreciate it all the more you know Jesus didn't come for the most deserving he came for the least deserving which was all of us we didn't deserve him to come and die for us we deserve to go to hell that lost eternity far away cut off from God because of our sin and our rebellion because of our rejection of God but God did all he could to make it possible for us to know him and spend eternity with him he didn't come for all those for those who've got it all together he came for those whose lives are falling apart and my life has fallen apart many times and he puts me together again. He's mended me. He's picked me up. He set me on the right path. He can do that for you as well. He comes for those who know they need a saviour, need rescuing. And you know, the truth is we all need Jesus. And you know, I love what happens after Jesus encounters Zacchaeus, after Zacchaeus encounters Jesus. Verse 8, Luke 19. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth back to the poor Lord. 
And if I've cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Zacchaeus simply encountered Jesus and everything changed. It prompted something within him to say, I've been accepted by God. I've been accepted by Jesus. I've been forgiven. And now I want to give back. I want to say sorry. I want to make things right. And how did Jesus respond to this? Luke 19 verse 9 to 10. It says, Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. This reveals to us that our Saviour goes to the back of the line, finds the least deserving person and brings them to the front of the line, him and her. Zacchaeus didn't deserve Jesus' attention, yet in an instant he found himself at the front of the line. He couldn't see over the crowd, but now he was at the front of the crowd. And that's the good news today. For those who are undeserving, unexpectedly, Jesus comes to us today and he's knocking at our door. He knows you by name. He loves you and he's made a way possible for you to know him. He's made a way possible for this world to know him. He's come to seek and save the lost. And I believe he's knocking at the door of your heart today. And he's asking you just to simply respond. And, you know, as we come to a conclusion, this is where the first step of Gateway Next Steps come in. You know, as a church, we don't want to be like the crowd in Zacchaeus's story, stopping people from encountering Jesus and telling people that you have to look a certain way or behave a certain way before you can allow through the doors and before Jesus will love you or accept you. But we as a church want to get out of the way so that all can come and find Jesus because I was a sinner in need of grace and mercy and Jesus saved me. He's seen how wicked I've been and how awful I've been, but yet in his love and grace, he saved me. And if he can save me, if he can turn my life around and give me a hope and a future and eternal life, he can do that for you as well. And as a church, we want to get out of the way so that all people of all backgrounds, no matter what you've done, we want to be a church that makes a way possible for you to encounter Jesus. And as a church, we've got many opportunities for you to do that right away throughout the week. We've got our Sunday services in person and online. Every week we give an invitation for people to find Jesus. Through the week, through our ministries in person and online of all ages, ministries for all ages, we have an opportunity for people to find Jesus. Every day through social media, we have an opportunity. We provide opportunities for you to, to get in touch with us, to find out more about Jesus, for you to encounter Jesus. You can speak to us at any time, but we're not just stopping there. But we as a church, we're going to be running something called the Alpha Course. Maybe you're watching this today and you do have questions about Christianity, about faith, about life, about Jesus. And we as a church, we want to help you find Jesus. And so we're going to be running once again as a church. We've done this many times in the past and we're going to be launching it again in person and online, the Alpha Course, for all those who have questions about life. We're going to be providing a safe place for you to come to ask those difficult questions, those tricky questions. And no matter who you are, what you've done, no question is too silly, no question is too hard. We want to welcome you. We don't have all the answers, but we want to point you in the direction of the one who does. We want to point you to Jesus. And so maybe you're watching this today and you have questions about Jesus and about Christianity, or you know someone that does. I want to encourage you to take the first step on our Gateway Next Steps. Visit our website, gatewaychurchcamry.co.uk forward slash next steps. Click on Exploring Christianity, then sign up for our Alpha Close in person or online. And then we as a church will get in touch with you And about the start date of that. Alpha is a nine-week course which is run and explores the Christian faith and invites you to ask questions. So please come. 
We as a church, we want to open our doors to whosoever, online and in person at all times. We want to be a church that opens our doors, open our hearts so that all people might come and find Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. But maybe you're watching this as well today. And maybe you were ready to take that step and ask Jesus into your life. You know you need him as your saviour. Then in a moment, I'm going to give you that invitation. But know today that as a church, we're going to do all we can to help those who are exploring Christianity. Those who know that they need Jesus because Jesus has made that way possible. Know today, Jesus is standing at the door of your heart. And all he's asking is for you just to open the door and he will come in and he will save you, change your life, turn your life around and give you the hope of eternal life. Amen.